Hi, Mike Sarah here from Customer States. If you're searching for the highest quality additives, lubricants, or cleaners for your automotive, heavy equipment, agricultural, or industrial machinery needs, look no further than the Justice Brothers line of products. From lubing your chainsaw, performing a complete fuel system treatment and decarb service on a customer's vehicle, keeping that forklift forking and lifting, or just need a can of that famous JB80 penetrant to persuade a rusty bolt, Justice Brothers has you covered. Travis Ferris of Hit Distributing is not only Southern California's authorized Justice Brothers distributor, but also a great friend of mine. Over the years, Travis has helped me and my dealership with anything and everything we need, including all the lines of Justice Brothers products and even equipment to perform the various services we may need for our specific application. HIT stands for honesty, integrity, and trust, so you know when you contact Travis, that's exactly what you'll get. That, combined with Justice Brothers supplying superior quality automotive products since the 1940s and 75 years in the racing industry, you will have absolutely everything at your disposal to get the job done. Justice Brothers is proudly made in the USA, and they have a satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Justice Brothers has the best quality products over any other competitor, and they'll gladly tell you that themselves. If you live in the Southern California area, call my man, Travis Ferris, at 805-208-7818. And if you don't, call him anyway and tell him I said thanks. And visit justicebrothers.com to learn more about their complete line of products. Justice Brothers, America's brand for quality. Customer back. States podcast, where we talk about everything in the automotive industry. Mm-hmm. Before we get on with the introductions, I would like to take this moment to have a special drink, if you guys don't mind. Yes. Can we all raise our collective glasses? Yes. Eric and I are going to clink them together very carefully. Ready? Having some scissor. Oh, nicely done. <sighs> I feel like I'm getting screwed. <laughs> Why do you feel that way? Mm. What is this beverage concoction called? So um, this is something that Kevin and I came up with, and I'm sure it's probably been done before, but the name that we gave it is in Soviet Russia, the screw drives you. <laughs> but what it consists of is Hawaiian punch, um, Sunny D, squirt, and um, vodka. vodka. Yeah. Vodka. Can't forget the vodka. And the ice cubes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Very important. And Integral to the recipe. And a vessel to contain them in. That's right. Also important. Please Actually, pardon. Mike just poured it into our hands, and mm. we're just slurping it out. Please pardon our dust. The background noise is the dog chewing <laughs> on a bone. Yeah. So. Um, my name is Mike Sarah. Is it? And I am the senior master technician, shop foreman, and transmission technician I'm I'm the shop foreman at my at my dealership. <laughs> Hooray! Yay! And to my <laughs> left is Eric Montenegro. Hi there. Hi Eric. Which is I, the shop bitch. Oh no, not the shop bitch. The bitch of the shop. Oh, there you oh, go. There we See, go. See, when you change the words around, it it makes a different meaning. Completely different meaning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Heavy line technician, Ford Motor Company, five years. I love my job. Good. That's important. To my left is the bodacious Ali Paul. Hello, guys. It's me. Hello. Um, hi, Ali. Hi, Mike. How are you? I'm well. I'm a little sad. Why is that? Let me tell you that I am a warranty administrator. This is not why I'm sad. <laughs> I'm sad because I'm a warranty <laughs> this administrator. This is not why I'm sad. sad too. Um, I'm a warranty administrator. I've been doing it for about 13 years, and I work for both Volkswagen and <laughs> Mazda. But I'm sad because the person who's usually to my left, who is my soon-to-be husband, Jacob Rikus, he's a bit under the weather today. Mm. Yes. He has an upset tummy. Mm. So, unfortunately, he won't be in, so I'm going to... Hi, hi, I'm Jake. Hi, my name's Jake. (laughs) Hi, my name's Jake. I'm a service writer, shop, shop, bitch, or... No, that's what you said. Uh, Technician secretary. (laughs) 
My name's Jacob Rikis. <laughs> hey, 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 don't get a guy when he's No, done. I didn't okay. do that. Hey, hey we Jake, did that last week. I didn't week, do that. So. <laughs> that was when he was Duke. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that was, was so much fun, that backwards name tag. That, well, technically it was two weeks ago. Two weeks. Oh, last episode. We, last, last episode. episode. Last. Yeah. 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 Anywho. Well, I had some interesting uh, things happen to us this week. Stuff and things? Um, mm. Actually, granted, I think it was last week because uh, we didn't record last week, so I couldn't get a chance to talk about it. Spend a time. But uh, I will talk about it right now. So you're all familiar with like those viral videos of like reels and TikToks and sure. vines or whatever. And yeah. The things. Vines aren't vines or TikToks now. Oh, okay. Um, that's how out of touch I am. Well, uh, we had a customer, uh, two customers come in complaining about their vehicle. Um, they came in for a, um, they had a, uh, escape, uh, Ford escape and it had the shift cable bushing recall on it. Okay. Well, their 196,000 mile Ford escape had, is that all had not a, uh, not a clean body panel on it. I can't make this up, but there was not a not broken piece of glass in it. In fact, the two rear windows were broken out and they just had pieces of cloth covering them up. The inside of the car was a disaster. Um, so we actually ended up during the repair process. Um, the customer claims that we damaged a hose. Okay. We, we didn't damage a hose on their 196,000 mile uh, Ford Escape. They actually had that problem when we came in, and the advisors made it all aware. It was documented. It was proper. They, they declined the repairs. But they, they declined the repairs and decided to pick up the vehicle. And lo and behold, the vehicle broke down on them just down the road. That's so Well, strange. I just had it in the dealership, and you guys messed this up, and blah, 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 blah. So we give them a, a quote to, to, to fix the vehicle. They end up saying, because it was so cheap, they end up saying, okay, fine, but we need a rental. We didn't really have any rental coverages for them, so we just gave them rental. And unfortunately, the outgoing service advisor didn't collect any driver's license or insurance information oh, from them. Oh, no. Or tell them no smoking this, or making drugs in the vehicle. Well, this is always bad. Like, it's, it never goes well. Everything you're doing yes. is bad. I want you to know it. this. So, so the story gets even better. Mm. I'm walking. Does it? Yeah. I'm walking back to my um, area and I see the service manager talking to these two customers and all of a sudden I notice that the customers are extremely animated and obviously the service advisor is a little bit outnumbered. So I <laughs> stop my walk and I <clears throat> go back over and I, you know, I, I got my slacks on and stuff like that. I, I look like a manager. So, you know, whatever. You're doing fine. a walkabout. Yeah, I'm doing a walkabout. And I just, you know, what's, what's going on here? So I listen to the conversation and it turns out that these people are, are um, going crazy about saying that there was nothing wrong with their car before. We cracked this piece. Um, we damaged their vehicle. Um, we didn't uh, we didn't put their shifter uh, boot, you know, uh, thing back because they had um they had thought that when the shifter cable bushing broke off because the vehicle was towed in because the shifter cable bushing, they, they had taken the gear shift lever apart. Oh. And, they, and because we didn't put it back together for them because they broke it, they thought that we had damaged it. And I had to tell them, like, I, I specifically brought this vehicle in, you know, from the service drive. This was disconnected. That was disconnected. This was broken. And I, you know, they're, they're telling me, well, you know, how come when I drive down the road, you know, uh, I get two miles away from the dealership and the car, you know, blows up the, the car didn't blow up, you know, it, it overheated they in had their, a leak. as you say, perception. And we're telling them, we're explaining That's them reality. We're explaining to them that this was the hose that was broken. It was, you know, you had already explained to us that you were reaching down in this area to try and maneuver your car around before you had to tow it in. And you might have damaged that hose during that time. And, you know, we didn't run the vehicle. It was just a recall. And we gave the vehicle back to you like you requested. So all this stuff. And then one of the customers breaks out a cell phone. And she starts, you know, doing the whole selfie look and like, oh, my God, can you see what this, you know, this motherfucking <gasps> Ford dealership's doing to us? Blah, blah, this and that. Like, I'm telling you, this car was perfectly fine before we brought it in. And, like, at that point, I realized I'm on camera. And so I, I'm trying to diffuse the situation as best possible. Boss man's playing it way cool. I'm just trying to defuse the situation. I said, you know, granted, I, I understand that's, you know, what you feel like, but you were just saying that you were reaching your hand down in that area where that hose is broken. When we do the recall, 
we have to remove all these components. You're just shoving your hand down there and probably broke the 196,000 mile plastic hose. Yeah. And then, so we know, I say, obviously this car's not being very well taken care of. I mean, the gear shift lever's broken. Oh, you guys broke that. I said, when the vehicle came in, it was like that. Well, you guys didn't put it back together. I said, we're working on the vehicle up here. Has nothing to do with the inside of your car. I'm not, you know, maybe you had that off for a reason. I'm not going to put it back for you. So then there, you know, this, that, and the other. Um, and then she start, uh, she slams the hood down and starts banging on the hood. And like, I tell you, every time I come to a dealership, you know, this, that, and the other. And this is still being all filmed. All filmed. All filmed. They're trying to get a reaction out of us, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And as soon as, like, well, yeah. as soon as we're not giving them anything, like, you know, we gave you a rental car, even though none of the repairs covered it. We gave you a discount on the parts and the labor because, you know, obviously we were in that area, but it wasn't something that was caused by us. We wanted to help you out. It was the first time you were it's at like our a good dealership. Faith thing. Yeah, yeah, good faith thing. It was the first time you were at... Your, our dealership, we were hoped to gain, gain you as a customer, and we gave you a rental. You know, we don't have rentals for people, and we gave you one. <sighs> so things kind of calmed down, and I'm still hanging out because, you know, one of the customers is still very animated, and I just want to make sure nothing's going south. And we're looking over the uh, used car, or I'm, I'm sorry, the rental vehicle that they turned into us. It's one of our brand new Explorers. And there there (laughs) are quite a few. Show me on this car where they touched it wrong. Quite a few dense, (laughs) dense scratches and dings. Oh, my God. You don't say. Of of larger than normal variety. Good thing you got their insurance, though. Oh, my God. We are so good with our rules and procedures. We absolutely got that. Um, so didn't get that information. And then as we're trying to get the customers to leave, you know, the Porter brings up their vehicle, their clapped out vehicle. They're trying to swap all their stuff out from the used, uh, from, I'm, I keep saying used car from the rental vehicle that we gave them. And as you know, the service manager and I are trying to like help, you know, Oh, do you need help carrying stuff? Blah, blah, blah. I mean, they're taking out the weirdest things they uh. they were living in this vehicle so they had like you know a few pillows and a blanket okay. and i mean whatever hard times you know things like that then i mean in addition to all of like the um uh, wrappers and uh, drink bottles and stuff like that i mean it, they literally like never saw a trash can ever in all of their travels and just left it all in the vehicle literally and then i see there's a giant roll of tinfoil and a uh, big thing of comet Oh my in god. In the back seat. Oh my god. Okay. And I feel like Eric is seeing this go a place that I'm not seeing. And mm. the vehicle smells of a smoky <gasps> type substance that Hello. is not has not been determined. There Are she we is. Walter Whiting. There she in is. The vehicle? They might very well. So now been. so now we have a vehicle, one of our personal vehicles that is damaged that's going to cost us a ton of money to fix we can no longer resell it as a nice vehicle and it has like horrible interior smoke smell damage i mean all because your super service writer didn't do their due diligence yes and though ouch and even though that person no longer works for our company we're still suffering through a bunch of things that happened through that and it's unfortunate, but I mean, things happen. Service writers are idiots. <laughs> Jake's not here to defend Jake, himself. Jake, what do you have to say about that? Except for Jake. Uh, uh, oh, nothing? Uh, nothing. Okay. Okay. Wait, where's that cricket? <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. But, Wait, let me try. I mean, it was a series of horrible, horrible events. No. And so I had, because I knew that these customers were upset. I had already looked at the service history. I knew everything about the vehicle. The vehicle had been at a Ford dealership three times in 196,000 miles. Go fuck yourself. And so, and so the customer is telling me every time I bring it to a Ford dealership, I always have these problems. Last time I brought it here, I'm like, when was the last time you brought it to a Ford dealership? I only show three times in 2017 to a Ford dealership. So, you know, like, and you only brought it in for a recall. You didn't pay any money for this. And we did it for you right then and there and got it out for you. And then when you came back after you declined the repairs that we, that we gave you, we gave you a discount on repairs and a rental vehicle. And you're still upset and trying to make us look like fools, you know, and they're, and they're saying, you know, all these, these people don't know what they, what they're talking about, this, that, and the other. It's like, people are trying to like be famous for the wrong reasons. Nobody's want to watch your real videos and make you look like an idiot. Well, I feel like... Oh, there's like a whole like social aspect to this all. I don't know. I I feel like, you know, especially with TikTok and TikTok live and stuff these days, like everybody 
wants their five minutes. And it's really easy to get. Oh, yeah. It's, listen, who the fuck are we? We're just talking to microphones, and there's people who listen to what we have to say. <laughs> a select <enough>. few. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all seven of you. And which we thank you for. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, everybody's looking for the 15 minutes of fame. Like you said, five minutes of fame, it's the, that's the viral video. That's TikTok. They, that, they thought that we were going to get a reaction, or they were going to get a reaction out of us, and it was going to be th- this massive thing. And then as soon as we were you know, cool as cucumbers, they moved on. And <laughs> Well, and I hope your staff doesn't try to get anything out of those customers because it's just trying to get blood out of a turnip for that one. Like they're not going to get anything from those people. They don't have anything. They live in their car. Like there's, it's just a waste of time. It's, it's the sort of thing where the, when the customer says like, I'm never coming back here again. This is the worst. Well, thank, thank you. you. Please do not ever come back. Can, can I get that in writing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, turnips don't have blood though. That's the whole point, baby. It's okay. Okay. He'll, he'll, he'll get there soon. You've never heard that saying, or are you no. just being cute? I'm being cute, but I've never heard that saying before. Oh, yeah, you can't get blood. Have you heard that saying before? You haven't? I don't live on a farm. Oh. I... Well, I grew up with a mom who's from the Midwest, so uh, I don't know if that's like a Midwest thing. It but might yeah, be. Like, Midwesterners get back at us. Let us know. Yeah, let us know. Well, so speaking of confrontations, uh, you know, I had a confrontation. What, what about you? So I'm just going to avoid this whole topic because I don't like confrontation, (laughs) Um, but it finds me. It it finds me no matter what I do in every aspect of my life. And that's okay. A confrontation magnet. That is, well, everyone's a confrontation magnet. You can't just float through life with nothing, right? That's boring. Where's the fun in that? Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. But um, I, as we've talked about before, like I have been uh, pursuing an increase in pay at my job. And so I have... Unsuccessfully. Yeah, it does seem that way. So I, just a quick update. Um, I had approached the owner to just talk about literally my future with the company. Like, I have some personal things going on where I am going to need to make more money. It just happens in life. And because I have worked with the dealership for so long, I would really like to pursue that with the dealership. Yeah, you want to move forward. And I don't know who can relate to this, but (laughs) if you're a warranty administrator, um, it's kind of... Once you get there, there's not really a place to go after that. Like you're just a Plateau, warranty administrator. Level level three, I warranty mean, administrator, level four. I guess <laughs> there's places like that. Like if you work for an offsite company like WarCloud or whatever, that there's gonna be different levels of skill and stuff like that. But we, you know, we're a low to moderate uh mm, business. Moderate. Well, in in Mazda, oh, oh. in Mazda, it says at the top of our customer review page that not that the customers can see. Koa, please. <laughs> well, you keep petting her, so of course she keeps coming back. I can't have yes. a dog next to me and then I don't pet it. Well, that's exactly it's what you really need to do. It's really hard. That, well, you should make it I don't hard. like the confrontation. <laughs> She's going to be mad at me. Make it flaccid. Um... But it does say on the Mazda page that it's a low to medium business store. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Why would you advertise that? No, it's not advertised. It's just like, um, it's like on the cut, the dealer facing side. Like when you go into gotcha. look at our different metrics and stuff like that. Got you. Um, dot metrics. So yeah, I've been pursuing that. Um, I talked to the big guy <clears throat> and he basically said, okay, let me do some research. I'll get back to you next week. Next week came. I made sure at the end of the week to be like, hey, you know, I know we talked about this, um, any word. And I got put off to this week and it's the end of the week and I still hadn't heard anything. And so tomorrow you will be handing in your resignation letter and your two weeks notice. Well, I mean, I think that's a little premature. Mm, Is it though? It is because I need a job. No, I understand that. So if I am going to 
put in my resignation, which Alex, I am not doing that. Just yet. <laughs> Just yet. Um, I would look for something else. No, of course. I, I'm and if he does start. come, because I was talking to Jake about this and Jake is, you know, obviously because of where we are financially in life and the moves that we're trying to make, we're trying to buy a house, you know, that extra financial support would really help us. And so he's, you know, saying, encouraging me nicely and, you know, trying to support me and telling me the things he did when he asked the same person for a raise. And it's different. It, to, to because me, he's it's a different. Man. He, it, that's part of it. Tell me I'm not wrong. It, you're not wrong because it is a part of it. And I know that there's a lot of people listening saying like, oh, it's, you know, it's the same thing. Well, there are some things that are similar, but I just, even if we take the man woman part out of it, I'm not Jake. Jake is way more straightforward and he he'll walk into the office and he'll close the door and say, Hey, we need to talk. I don't feel like I can do that. I don't feel like I can walk into the office and close the door because there's an issue there. There's an issue there where men and women in these days don't sit between closed doors without another person there to make sure that they are, that nothing of ill will is happening. Mm -hmm. And men of power are very worried about that right now. Mm -hmm. And I get it. I, I get that. But we're also in an upstairs situation where the business office is upstairs. The owner's office is upstairs. So I'm also trying to be discreet. So everyone, if the door is open, everyone who's upstairs can see or can hear, can hear the conversation that we're having. And there has been a conversation recently about how we need to be discreet as employees about what we make and about what other people make. So I know that that's really important to him. That's its own ball of wax. I think we've talked about it before. Yeah. It is not illegal to discuss your pay with other people. But, but it should not be done. Well, why? Because then that that creates, you know. Problems for the management. Yeah. Not only problems for the management, but problems between staff. I mean, what does it matter what somebody else is making? Don't look into somebody else's bowl before you look into your own. I mean, What does it yeah. matter to you if they want to share? That's the only reason that it's a problem. Oh, this is a good topic that's the only on reason, its own. That's the only reason it's a problem is because it's a problem for managers. That is the only reason. If the employees want to talk with each other about what they make, they can freely talk about I that. I never, I never shared. And that's you. But I, if I, some right. other people want to talk about it, there's perf- that's perfectly fine. The problem with it is, is that the manager hired this person at this rate because of their experience or whatever it is, and that's fine. But then this person is being paid $10 more an hour for whatever reason, whether it be their qualifications, their experience, whatever it may be. There's usually a valid reason for it, but I can understand, again, from a manager's standpoint, where that would create animosity or jealousy or a reason for the lower paid employee to ask for a raise. But that doesn't mean that they can't talk about it. They can talk about whatever they want. If I want to tell you about my sex life, not at work, then I, I'm, yeah, that's it. <laughs> then, and you're willing to hear it, I'm going to fucking talk about it. If I want to tell you how much I make, I can talk about it. People that's, can that's do whatever true. they want. Yeah. It's the legal. Only, the only problem is with management to avoid the animosity that it may create. My, my biggest issue is that when I don't mean to cut you off, but it's like fine. When, when this I, is a great place to go. When, when I, when I get that information back that, Oh, this employee is now asking for a raise or somebody's coming up to me and asking for a raise because so-and-so is getting this amount of money. Have you been doing this for as long as so-and-so right. is your efficiency as good as this person? Right. Are you as certified as this person? Is your recheck rate as low as this person? Are your stories as good as this person? Absolutely. I, you know, all of these things. And they just think because this other guy that does the same job, quote unquote, or they see them as lazy yeah, or whatever, you know, that doesn't mean that you're okay. worth the same amount of money. Right. And, and, and that's, that's hard right. to explain to somebody in nice terms. And so I agree. I'm going to take it back a little bit on that note, because you know, what you're talking about is, a review and that's, that's a super management point of view side of it. And you know? it's a great perspective to have because I feel like I'm coming from a place where I've never gotten, we're not giving you this because we need you to do X, Y, Z. We, you know, you could do better on this. You're doing great at this. It's constructive criticism. 
you know, and I feel like if I got that, I wouldn't be in the position and the confrontation that I am in now. And when I first walked up to the owner to ask him about this, I was so nervous because I don't know if it's maybe it is the same for some men. But for me, I really feel like. I am so much lower on a, and maybe it's my confidence, but I am on such a lower level than him that I was so nervous. Like you could hear it in my voice. Like my voice was shaky. Um, and it's that, it's that power dynamic. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's, you know, it is what it is to go through that, but it's perfectly normal. Yeah. So I I hate that. I hate everything about it. I hate that I had to go up two more times to talk to him about it because to me, not having an answer is an answer. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is an answer. And I feels like an answer. It may not necessarily be an answer, but it feels like an answer at that that point. I, I think it's pretty black and white. It is an answer because if it was that important to, management they would have done something about it and i hate to go back on this a little bit i i really or, do you but... know from a, from a management perspective like what what it's just putting it off it's that right. it's not important it's not because it's not a priority on their to-do list when at the end of the day it is you want to retain your employees yeah. you want to pay your employees what they're worth you want to make them feel valued such an integral part of your dealership you need to make them feel worthwhile and, and appreciated and valued Right. Well, you know, and if that's what it is, I feel like, you know, if I was integral and if I was important, I don't necessarily think that I'm not. I also don't know how to read the situation. I don't know if it's no answer is an answer or I am valued. So he's waiting so much on it. But why not tell me that if that's the issue? Why make me come to you because you're waiting for me to back down because you know how nervous I was in the beginning. But that is exactly the situation. It's a tactic. You can't, you can't say that. It is a tactic. So I have to put my big girl panties on and just go in there and I feel like I'm going to fucking puke the entire time. Well, it is what it is. You have to do what's best for you, you know? And, and yes, I said, hand in your resignation and all that. And with, I say that with some, truth behind it you know i but at the same time i understand i would never quit a job without having a job lined up or somewhere to go i don't understand how people do that you know i could could never let me touch on that for a second please i do not understand how people just walk out i really don't don't get me wrong i understand to be like fuck Fuck you you. i'm gone (laughs) seriously I like I get it. People have savings accounts and they can fall back. Why the fuck would you want to fall back on that though? You wouldn't. That's for emergencies. You made a dumb decision. That's like a that's or, for or car life parts. or death. Car yeah. parts. Yeah. No, that's that's not what that is for. It's not a crutch for you to leave whenever the fuck you feel like it. And I see a pattern on people who do do that. It's a regular. <laughs> they do do that. Yes. <laughs> that's a. That's not an unusual thing for them they've done it in the past and they're not afraid to do it again but at the same time those are also they also tend to be the most problem employees so that that do what i'm sorry that just walk out on a job just like i'm done bye people that move around from dealership to dealership to dealership not necessarily well walking out just i mean specific to just walking out out on the job Hmm. without having a backup plan or something else lined up for it to you not have children or families or rent or car payments or anything else oh wait you live at home with your parents you don't have to worry about any of those things so you're fine i get it you know i wish god i wish it was that easy for me i feel like this topic could be an entire episode bitch i pay fifteen hundred dollars a month in car payments and insurance. Join us in the second half where we talk about this entire subject for another episode. <laughs> you know what? I, I mean, th- it's a great topic. It's, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to it. And that's the point of this podcast is because it's relatable. And honestly, like, 
If anybody has any tips for me, I am completely open to it. Please message me just the tip, the whole thing, whatever. Don't, <laughs> don't message me what don't you're thinking about right tip. now. Right. I don't want to yeah. see that. You're welcome to slide into my DM. So I yes, will take them. Please forward those kinds of messages to <laughs> Eric Montenegro. <laughs> it would be welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. It's, um, it does taste like a big stick. I am so sorry I cut you off. But <laughs> Wait, we just... were talking about the tip and then you... I... <laughs> that Eric, wasn't intentional. I was having a sip of this delicious beverage that you make, and right at the end, I tasted the big stick. I was like, oh, um, there it is. Just okay. to, to bring it back a little bit, when we <laughs> were um, given these drinks... Uh, Mike did say that it, it kind of tastes like a big stick. I, I definitely like, And if you're yeah. not familiar, listener, with a big stick, it is not what you're thinking about or what you're going to message to Eric Montenegro. Oh, no. It is a big, long, phallic-y looking ice it's cream It's a popsicle. Stick. Yes. It's a popsicle, and it has, like, strawberry and orange An abnormally flavor. large popsicle. It so much so tastes like a big stick that I'm kind of getting the stick taste in it and that's oh, what like i've always would yes i've always I, this is not sexual no not at all I, I i promise it really is not meant to be Eric's it just sounds that the way wood in the big stick <laughs> uh, how how is that not sexual can i say it's how not. much you took it there i hate that flavor like big it's stick? the worst no the stick itself oh, stick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, disagree i will chew on oh that my god no, stick no. until it's little splinters Look, no, i'm my hair is no. standing on really? edge because it makes me cringe it's like nails on a chalkboard oh interesting it, i am i the only really no, I'm the only no one that's, that's, that's no, like, a, I like don't the sorbets that you get at like dodger stadium and stuff and stuff like that the little um, wood spoon the little wood spoon oh they're awful no, awful the terrible. little ice cream really? cups i that's, enjoy so, this oh god it drives me Allie, nuts. you're a band nerd right yeah okay so you know why oh, i quit the woodwinds the woodwinds yeah. of the because of the fucking reed pit. yes the reed mm. thank the reed. you i i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't get it right well, and <laughs> I used to play the clarinet, and oh. I would hate to wet the reed because you, so you, you have to wet the reed to yes, play. Absolutely. So I would just put it in my mouth and let it soak up the spit, as opposed to licking it or pulling it in and out of my mouth. Again, I this is not a yeah. sexual conversation, ladies and gentlemen. But I hate that. Oh God, the wood hitting that, your teeth. Yeah, that feeling is <laughs> just yeah, it's horrible. It's, no, it's the, the taste, I, the feeling. I played the flute, so um, which is still considered a woodwind. It is. It is. So the gross part about that is the, cleaning out is the, the valve. Yeah, the valve that you have to like the spit valve. Yeah, the uh, well, any trumpet, trombone, yeah, any other any of the French brass. horn, any yeah, yeah. Any brass. Yeah. You know what I'm wondering though is if any of our sponsors have played an instrument before. Ooh. You know what? I'm very well versed in. The skin flute. Oh my, I bet you are, baby. I'm so talented with that. But on that note, I would like to thank Travis <laughs> Ferris. Travis, it was so fucking good to see you this week. You really brightened up my day. Thank you so much for supplying us and myself with Justice Brothers products. Also with. And. Oh no, that's. <laughs> Justice Brothers products. And Justice Brothers products. Yeah, but Lowridge you know who does? Yeah. Nick Lowridge from Madco Tools. Supplying Matco tools and also Milwaukee products. Oh. Don't forget about Ray There Moon. it is. Oh, yes, from, from Aaron Aaron Taco, Taco Shop, Shop in, in Lake Elsinore, California. And his creamy guac. Such creamy guac. He's you guys really I want to taste how creamy it is. Uh, oh, you, you weren't there for the taste test. I was not. I'm so jealous. But delicious. Thank you to Norman Glazier and Dale Follett and all of our lovely contributors to this podcast. We really appreciate you. We wouldn't be able to do it without you. And you, sweet, sweet listener. And we love you. Even though this is the outro music. I was going to say, it's not oh, the yeah. end. But <laughs> this is the outro music. I messed up. I was hoping that would go unnoticed, but, but I okay. messed up. Well, okay. you, you, you I, threw yourself under you the did. bus. But that's okay. On that note, we are going to take a quick break <laughs> and we'll be right back. I'm blaming it on Ali's cell phone because it's foreign to me. Yep. I'm not I'm not familiar with its okay, things. Just fade it out. It's I think gonna fade right now. No, like fade it out now. Do do it already. Love you. We'll be back. Something smells delicious in here. Yeah it does. I'm hungry. Jake, are you eating El Ranchito Taco Shop? <clears throat> that looks amazing. What did you order? <clears throat> Tacos.
Um, what? Guac. Jake, are you choking? Get out of my way, Michael. He needs a Heimlich. Oh my god, I cannot believe this is happening again. Jake, you know you're allergic to avocado. One generic allergy medication later. Are you okay? <sighs> yeah. Almost dying is so worth it to have some El Ranchito creamy guac. <clears throat> Thanks, Eric, for trying to save me, even though I wasn't joking. I know. I just wanted to get you from behind. <laughs> well, I guess this is a good time to tell everybody that if you're ever in the Inland Empire and are craving some great Mexican food, visit El Ranchito Taco Shop in Lake Elsinore. <laughs> Seriously, I follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Ranchito Elsinore. El Ranchito Taco Shop. More than just great Mexican food. <laughs> At least we got the music right this time. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? And for those of you just joining us, we had a little bit of music (laughs) (laughs) issues just before we went to break. Bell of shame. Indeed. I can't imagine people would be joining at the halfway point, though. No. Welcome back, and thank you to our sponsors for helping us keep the lights on. We really appreciate that. I'm thirsty again. Ready? One, two, three. These are really hard to open. Well, the they're hard is, to open, and and the payoff isn't great. It's like not, it does, it's not, it's not a good popper. Yeah, crack for me. Like, oh, that is delicious, <laughs> bitch. You need to try this. I'm a, try. I'm a connoisseur of cracks, and and for me, this is not. How's my crack? <laughs> I think cut. Eric is the connoisseur of I cracks. Was, no, I'm the connoisseur of dick. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. I'm so sorry. I hope your children aren't listening. Anywho, we're back. We're going to oh talk about stuff and things. And specifically, I want to... We're just going to put an eggplant emoji over your mouth to bleep it. Just put it over my face. <laughs> it's fine. Um, the eggplant. We are going to <clears throat> smoothly transition to a quick joke. Is this our smooth transition? It, it is. It's very it, smooth. It would have been so if you smooth. didn't say anything. I, I know. Well, when you announce it as a smooth transition, it's already a failure. Well, what happened was I See was how actually seamless this is. I was going to smoothly transition into the next topic, but then I was like, "Oh, I have a joke." I, it, my mind. It made sense in my mind. Listen, we love jokes. We're all in we're the same here. field. We get I it. I am so sorry to our listeners. Hey, look, a squirrel. Where? But yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, did you? <laughs> that is really funny. Eric. I know. Uh, did you guys hear what happened when the guy who wrote the Hokey Pokey died? No. What? They couldn't close his coffin because every time they put his right foot in, he put his left foot out. <laughs> oh my god, that's stupid. <laughs> I was gonna say because he kept turning himself around. Well, that would have been good too. But... All right, Eric. All right, I'll give you I'm so that's, sorry. No, that's okay. But that's I would like to good. now smoothly transition. <laughs> Wait, I need more alcohol. I would like to hear about Michael's wheel debacle. He, I noticed when I walked up, I'm sorry, I noticed when I walked up that you have a beautiful new set of wheel and, wheels and tires on your, uh, your rig out there. Yeah, man, my, uh, my rig got hooked up. Yeah, man. Yeah, bro. So, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, I hate being called bro. For oh, those of you who passion. don't know, you clearly didn't listen, listen to last week's episode. Oh, yeah. did we talk episode. about that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I completely forgot. Anyways, so um, back to I got, Mikey's rig. I got new wheels and tires for the Ranger, and uh, it's way cool. And I had the Lubies help me out with uh, mounting and balancing the new tires, and they just take off the old wheels and tires and set them aside in, in the tire room. So I tell them, "Hey, do me a favor, just set them outside the tire room so that people still have room to work in there. I'll come grab them and 
stash them because I plan on selling them at some point. Well, that was like Monday at three o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. <laughs> Tuesday comes around and I have mobile services all day. And so when I get back from mobile service, I'm like, oh, I'll go grab my wheels and tires, which are nowhere to be found. And in fact, the giant tire pile that is the, you know, quote unquote, scrap tire, tire pile, the recycle pile, scrap tire pile, re- recycle pile. All that is gone as well. Tire pile. And I'm walking the shop thinking, oh, they must have put them somewhere else. Irish wristwatch. They, Irish they most certainly wristwatch. didn't take wheels, you know, tires with wheels still attached to them. You know, they're just taking, they're just a tire company. So lo and behold, they're not there. I talk to technicians. They say, oh, we put them over in this area. I say, well, that area is cleared. So that only means one thing. Find the company, uh, the, the number of the company that actually picks up our scrap tires. And I call them. Oh, yeah, I'm so sorry. They're not supposed to do that. I don't know why they did that. I, I don't know either. And so then I start saying, these are, these are customers' wheels and tires. I need these back right now. The customer is upset. They want their wheels and tires back. I mean, you're not lying. But I'm not he, lying. He, you are a customer. I was most certainly a customer. You're also a employee, but I, you're also a customer. I also paid, and this is no joke, I paid for a mountain balance service on that vehicle. I also paid for the oil change that they did at the same time. So well, of course you should always pay for supplies. Well, I mean, I well, obviously I'm talking about the labor as well. I I paid I offered to do that, but they are more worried about their hours and their efficiency. Okay, fine. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so I called the guy. He's like, "Oh, okay. Well, we'll bring them back out on Saturday." The f- and it's Monday. Get the, the fuck out of here. The f you mean Saturday? I need these. I need these wheels and tires right now. That's. I'm sorry. I have thoughts. That's bullshit. It is bullshit. They. They, they are not they supposed to those? be taking wheels. How often? In general, how often do they take wheels? Never. So they never take wheels. They're like, oh, score. Yeah, I don't right. care if they're next to the they scrap left pile. They here, right? I don't care if they're next to the scrap pile. You need to ask somebody. They're not supposed to be taking wheels. You better in ask general. somebody. Sorry, that's a thing. Yeah. I it's we've had an issue it. before because you know when you um replace a a cat a catalytic converter that yeah. you get like a core credit <laughs> wait what did you we both meowed at the same time oh, <laughs> that um you get a core credit yes right. back so you have to send that part in Not oh, yeah. always um sure um Except for exceptions. <laughs> <laughs> Except for exceptions. Thank you and for so accepting my exceptions. There is a designated bin, several designated bins in our dealership for recycle. And so often they will put things next to it. But it, not directly next to it, just Scrap in the adjacent. vicinity. And they'll take those. Yeah. They'll take those cats. Yeah, you can't take that stuff. It's it, it And they're just trying to slip one in. Mm. I I'm not trying if you are a recycle person, I apologize. But also, I know what you're trying to get away with. Money. Lots of money. See, yeah. there's probably a podcast out there from recycle people talking about people at <laughs> dealerships and how crazy they are with all their stuff. Right. And it's just like, you know Like they left it by the bin. Yeah. I thought how that it was I supposed, supposed to, to know. know. Yeah, yeah, how am I supposed to know? Man, like, or uh, or they're like, "Do you guys know how much money I make from these idiots?" This is literally just like a microcosm in the universe of podcasts. It's like it's like a <laughs> subgenre, like a Marvel universe, like spinoff. I love it. Oh, I want to see Ant Man so bad, you guys. I've heard good things. You're not interested. You're not an Ant Man person. No, I've just heard terrible things. But oh, well, I've, they're wrong. I honestly have heard both. And I, I still would like to go see and judge it for myself. Well, I'm sure I will love it because I love Paul Rudd. Oh, yes. I love it. I'm fixing to fuck ya. Pop off a dish, my dear. My dear. My dear. Oh, my Sorry. God. People who. I, oh, I, that's from I Love it. You, man, isn't it? I don't remember. I think it is. People will get it. When it he also slapped a bass. That's oh, yeah, from yeah, that yeah, as well. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That just happened. It's okay. We'll everybody, show you the clip after. Everybody can slap the bass. That's I'm not worried about that. Because it's the all bass. about that bass. I'm, I'm all about that bass. About that bass. That bass. That no, bass. no treble. No. That's some bass. Yes, it is. Uh, okay. Anywho, <laughs> so 
We need to transition into. Uh, Can we do a smooth transition? <laughs> do a smooth. Well, transition. nothing smoother than announcing it happening. Exactly, just like a funny joke. Yes, it's always better when you explain it. It's so much better. Listen here, you fucking snatch monkeys. Oh god, that's a new one. It I is. like it. I. I, I, I TM, TM, TM. Isolate. Isolate. Write it down. Write Snatch down the monkeys. time. Snatch monkeys. Nine minutes, 45 seconds. Okay. I, yeah, I don't know. I didn't know where that came from, but we're going to roll with it. Came from your deepest depth <clears throat> of your snatch. I have had a problem vehicle. I have spent about six hours trying to diagnose this problem vehicle. It is a 2022 F-150 Power Boost, which is our hybrid. How much time did you have to spend, like, holding on to the hood? (laughs) Why? I don't get it. It's a callback. I still don't get it. Yeah, remember when we drove around? I think it was you and I. We drove around a lot, and, like, somebody was, like, hanging on the hood. No, it was Eric. He was going down Hillcrest trying to diagnose a specific sound. Oh, I wasn't holding onto the hood. I was laying inside of the engine compartment with the hood completely open. So so much better. <laughs> that was on that was on that street. It wasn't on Hillcrest. It was up in the neighborhood. Oh, by I should have said that street. It was up by the neighborhood by the park. Oh, the octagonal neighborhood. Yes. So, um, anyways, it's a 2022 F-150 Power Boost, which is our hybrid, and I've spent about six hours trying to diagnose this fucking truck. It has 425 miles on it. The customer oh. bought it in November. I thought there was going to be like a th- you know a, th- a thousand after that four hundred twenty five thousand miles. No, four hundred and twenty five miles since November. It's been here for a month. Jeez. So his concern is that the vehicle's overheating. I go on a <clears throat> what turned into a very short road test to find out it sure as shit is overheating, and I mean like. Well, um, like very, as soon as you turn it on? No, like I get around the corner and it starts to overheat. Don't don't tell me it's one of those. Uh, no. So uh, Mikey, let the record state that Mikey is doing hand twisting motions. What does that mean? I don't know, but it's not that. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm trying to figure out. Like I check let all the, the record also state that Mike has a look on his face that He's I bet it, I bet He's, it is I'm, that. I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> the gears what could are possibly turning. be wrong with his. The gears vehicle. are turning. So I have spent, like I said, hours trying to figure out. I check all the obvious things. I check for coolant leaks. First thing I see is that the cool the engine compartment is covered in coolant. I'm like, all right, cool. We're gonna wash all that off, Lind. and um, and retest. Top off the coolant bottle. Great. So I do that, go on road test, it's overheats. I learned that the coolant in the engine compartment is from the bottle venting because mm. the engine's overheating. overheating. Okay, fine. That's normal, if you will, for that situation. I check all of the hoses. Now, mind you, this is a hybrid, so there's a ton of fucking hoses. There's a lot of goddamn hoses in this engine compartment and goes all the way to the bed. Um, I don't see anything obvious. Uh, I check... The water pump, I take the belt off, make sure it spins freely. It's fine. There's no noises. I use my thermal imager. I check uh, the heat exchanger, which is the radiator, to make sure that it's properly cooling. It is. We have coolant flow. I check the upper and lower radiator hose to make sure there's a difference in temperature. There's about 20 to 25 degrees difference, which is fine. It means it's working the way it's supposed to. This This vehicle has a cold side thermostat, which means the thermostat is on the lower radiator hose, not the upper. Um, So the only thing at this point I can think, well, maybe the thermostat's not opening all the way. I don't know. There's no real way to test a thermostat it doesn't throw a code they saying have, that it's stuck or whatever p0128 is like a anytime you see that code means it needs yes a thermostat. sometimes it does um they have special tools that you can install like between the radiator and the upper radiator hose that you can actually see coolant flow um you know at the thermostat oh, like for like when a, it opens ticker like a flow valve yeah kind of like yeah. think of like the old windmills if you will oh okay so it's measuring that way so it spins measuring when flow. coolant starts flowing okay and you can see that coolant is moving because the thermostat is open i don't have one of those fancy fucking tools so 
I don't say. (laughs) So I remove the thermostat from the vehicle and I go and I heat up some water in the microwave and I drop that bitch in there. And I measured the temperature of the water, make sure it was about 200 degrees, which is the thermostat should start opening about 175 more or less. And um, it's just that bitch is just cracking open and I and only half of it is like opening a little bit. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's throw a fucking thermostat in it. I order a thermostat. Road test it. I got a little farther this time. (laughs) (laughs) And it still fucking overheats. Yeah. That's cool. Okay, I'm done. I need about pre-fitting. I need a lot more than that. I'm done with this truck. So I reach out to Hotline and I ask for assistance. This is what we've tested. This is what we've done. I don't know what the fuck else to do. Now, mind you, when it's overheating and even before, heater's working great. It oh, I bet it's hot yeah. shit. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. So I know there's not a restriction in the heater core. Um, now, there is... So a couple things about this truck. Let me backtrack a little bit here. When I pulled it in, it had a few modifications. And I mean very few. So it had a an intake, a custom intake box. Well, right? warranty denied. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's not warranty. <laughs> it, it definitely doesn't affect the warranty. It, it's just, um, it doesn't. Okay. So it's just two air filters. <laughs> okay, baby. And um, it doesn't. I verified. I don't know. Okay. I verified. Four, it four. does not. Unless it's a fucking spoiler. Like. Four, four. No, it, it, and that's all it does. It just sucks in air. It's just different tube. There's nothing else. There's nothing mechanical about it. There's no sensors okay. for it. It's just a, a tube. That's it, with an air filter attached to the end of it. So um, that's he has that, but then I also learned that he has a catback exhaust. Like, okay, so that's cool. So I put it in the air, and as I'm looking at this truck, I'm like, oh, you also have thicker sway bars and sway bar end links, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so, uh, but the way that this truck is set up, because it's a hybrid um, the engineers designed it to have a heat exchanger in the exhaust. And what that does is because it's a hybrid, the engine isn't running all the time. And so when the engine runs, because with the hot exhaust blowing through this heat exchanger, the coolant flowing through that, it heats up the coolant faster to get the engine to operating temperature quickly. Uh, emissions makes bullshit, it run more efficiently. Blah, 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 blah. So um, I looked at the factory schematic for the exhaust system and where he had the exhaust put in was right after the heat exchanger. Um, But they deleted the resonator, which again is after the heat exchanger. I'm like, okay, I don't know that the resonator has anything to do with that heat exchanger, but I'm at this point grasping for straws. No, don't get excited. I wish it was, but don't get excited at all. Wait, can we... So can we see what Mike thinks it is? Go ahead, but it's not. Is it not enough back pressure? No, I thought so oh, too. No, it has nothing to do with it. All right. I trust me, I was grasping. I know you've been trying to diagnose this this whole time. And he has, and that's fine. I did the same exact things right. you and I think exactly like. I'm like, I can't find anything. What if this has something to do? And I asked Hotline. Absolutely nothing to do with it. And I verified with the FSE, which are our field service engineer that came out to do their shift as well. And he agreed it has nothing to do with what's going on. So, um, and before we got to that point, I had the writer call the customer. I said, you need to tell this customer that because these aftermarket components are on there, I don't know that this it's causing this issue. I can't guarantee that. I'm not telling him that's the problem, but I need to let Ford know that these are the only vehicle modifications that this has. We don't suspect them to be the issue, but if they say, oh yeah, that's definitely what's causing that, guess what? This is no longer a warranty claim. That's not warranty. The customer is responsible for that. Long story short, it ended up not having anything to do with the issue that we're having. FSC came out once, um, and he had the truck maybe for 35 minutes or whatever. And he ended up saying, oh, well, I found on the forums, I'm assuming he's talking about the Ford forums, um, that there were several vehicles that they replaced the cylinder head temperature sensor because it was biased, which made sense to me because the PIDs that I was looking at, which is the live data from the vehicle on the computer, 
was showing that uh, cylinder head temperature. Don't ask me why there's no fucking coolant temperature sensor. They, they got away with that a long time goddamn ago. Goddamn coolant temperature sensor on this it's truck. C- CHT it's temperatures. so it stupid. What's like, CHT temperature? Cylinder head temperature oh, sensor. Oh. It drives me up the wall. So the cylinder head temperature sensor is reading when it's um, it's getting hot very quickly and it starts to overheat at about 225, 230. And the hottest it got was like 250. Operating range is usually around 200 degrees, give or take 10 degrees. Um, so I, I agreed with what he was saying that he believed it might be a biased cylinder head temperature sensor because when I was reading the temperatures from the radiator and the upper and lower radiator hose, they were within normal operating range. Okay. So I believed that maybe the sensor was telling the PCM that it was hotter than what it actually is. I'm like, okay, that makes okay, sense. Okay, that would make sense of the failure. Right. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's get a sensor. Luckily, it wasn't on back order. Sensor came in the next day. I didn't get to it till another two days later. I threw the sensor in. A bitch started fucking overheating again, just two <sighs> blocks down the street. I'm like, God damn it. All right, cool. So I update the FSC again. Hey... It didn't fix the problem. Where do we go from here? I suggested, I'm like, at this point, I want to fucking everything at the goddamn truck. I want to shotgun everything. I tell him, I said, maybe there's a restriction in one of the coolant hoses because there's so many hoses. Let's replace all of the hoses as well as the heat exchangers, which includes the radiator, the heater core, and that heat exchanger in the exhaust. We're going to just hit as much of the system as possible. Everything, because the only thing left after that is, guess what? The engine. Yep. So I just wrote that in as maybe a suggestion. And the FSC responded with, no, I don't think we need to go that route. I'll be there next Wednesday. So a week goes by and he shows up on Wednesday and he spends about 45 minutes with this time. He's like, I'm going to check a couple more circuits. I want to do a visual inspection of the hoses myself. I will grab every hose and feel it, make sure there's nothing in there, blah, 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 blah. Okay, do what you need to do. I was in the bay across from him and he left. And then he writes an email. Oh, I couldn't find the technician anywhere. I'm like, oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you looked at the truck that I had just started up that has catastrophic engine failure as I'm sitting in it, but you didn't see me. Um, and so I get an email about 15 minutes after he left. He's like, well, he's like, I can't find anything. And I'm led to believe that coolant is not flowing through the engine. So we're going to replace the long block assembly on this brand new truck. Um, it happens. I, I yeah. All right, that's cool. I've actually, and I have had to do one other one on these trucks. That was for Daddy Vic's truck. I had, oh. I had to put a long block in his. Yeah. When he bought his 21 F-150, he is now in a 23 Tremor F-150. Ooh, fancy. Because he lemon lot it, if you guys remember. <laughs> and um, anyways, but I digress. So I know I today just barely placed the wreck for a long block assembly. Trying to find out what that engine comes with was like pulling fucking teeth. It was an act of goddamn God because I don't want to order a bunch of hardware that I don't need. So I'm assuming because it's a brand new truck, there isn't going to be a remanufactured option available. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe we should be putting a remanufactured option into a whole complete, a 420 mile truck. So I verified that only a new assembly is available, which is beautiful because a new engine comes with the intake and everything else it's meant to just be dropped in and go fully dressed yeah whereas a remanufactured engine from ford comes with just the block the heads the valve covers timing cover it's an assembled engine but you have to put everything else that bolts onto it on so the intake manifold the turbos the exhaust manifolds all coils yeah everything whatever yeah so i just want to know exactly does it come with the egr um the egr system does it not does it come with the turbos does it not i just need this information so i'm not ordering all this hardware for a brand new truck that we're probably not going to use for years why the fuck do we want that sitting on our shelf and you have to pay money to send it back if not right, yeah right, right. so i'm trying to do right by the dealership and find out this it took me two fucking hours to find out information and only you know to what? get god bless you for doing that because it is it is a slog it is oh it's, it's very in, in all manufacturers they don't make it easy no 
And you would think the parts catalog in the notes would say something like that. And it usually does. It used it to. It usually does. But because it's a brand new it's truck. It's too new. It, it, it doesn't have they, that you know, information. They don't know. You know. So they, this person had to call this person who had to they call this know. person to get the list. And it was just, it was a headache only to find out, okay, he says it's a complete engine. I know it's a complete engine. I want to know what it comes with. What does complete well, mean? He said that it's just meant to be dropped in and shipped. I'm like, okay, but I, I still need, I want a list of what it comes with beyond the block and the heads and the valve covers. Can you, no, this is all he, the information he's getting me. He's telling me that it's meant to be dropped in and go. I'm like, okay, we're going to take that little bit of information and we're going to assume it comes with an intake, which is, you know, 100% of the time. But uh, turbos, he's like, yeah, he said he seems to think it'll come with the turbos. Okay, fine. What about the EGR system? We're going to assume it also comes with that. Okay, great. So you want me to it's do all of, of this. You want me to pull this truck in, lift the cab off, pull the engine, and then lift the box off and hope that it has everything. Hope. hope. Now, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to check the well, engine before. you can't before. call, like, part, dealer parts or whatever, and they're not going to know what comes with it? I don't know. But, I'm of course, I'm going to check the engine before I pull the vehicle in. I was just being a bitch. You know? <laughs> <laughs> because... That's what game you have to do. It, it, it is hard. It That's is hard. what you have to do yeah. in a dysfunctional parts department. You have to verify that you have all your parts before you pull the fucking vehicle in. And I know I talked about this for like an hour last week, but... Um, Anyways, that's been my problem child that I've been married to now for a month, and I can't wait for it to be out of my life. So I haven't found out if the engine's on back order or anything like that no. yet, but I will touch base on that tomorrow, and we'll let you guys know in two weeks. TBD. Ooh, cannot wait for that. Yeah. So anyways, that was my debacle that's been driving me nuts. I definitely want to hear about other types of fuck-ups. No. <laughs> Because that seems like we'll just have just enough time for that. Oh, okay. I, I can make that short. I do want to hear. Do one you want to devote more time to it? Because we can roll it over. To no, 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 no. I mean, um, we have time. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. We have time. Uh, I'll make it short though. Um, so, mobile service for our dealership has been picking up really well, and a lot of Great. other Ford dealerships, I'm sure, have been seeing a lot of increase in mobile service since uh, Ford brought this program out. All about convenience. Mm-hmm. <sighs> So uh, we've had very successful mobile services to where we took even the two vans out all the way out to a very far location and did um, four um, yellow services, which is a um, oil change, tire rotation, multi-point inspection, the whole gambit thing. Okay. It took, you know, like s over six hours for the whole thing, it, transit time and everything like that. I mean, like, you know, we're so... We're, we're doing good with it. How how far are you traveling away from the dealership for this specific so, situation? So typically our normal distance is only like 8 to 10 miles, but um, Ford has this new program right. that pays us for extra mileage. Um, so <clears throat> we were okay with that. Everything went great on that. We took the two mobile vans out. I took I brought uh, two other technicians with me um, uh, to, to do the services. Everything was fine. So I've been like kind of in charge of this thing. I've been on every single mobile service since the beginning. I am supposed to be the person that's making sure that everything is stocked and ready to go, or at least the person that's going to be doing the service is aware to make every sure that everything is good. Great. So it must be perfect go. all of the time and there's never any problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I did everything to make sure that the parts bag was stocked with all the stuff that we might need for potential upsales. The okay. van had oil on it. It had, you know, the coolant that we might need, the this, the, that, the other. Uh, the trash bag was taken care of. All the waste oil was emptied out, like all that kind of stuff. And then we drove out to the mobile service appointment. The one thing I forgot to do mm -hmm. was grab the parts that we need for the mobile service appointment. Oh, Jesus. Oh, no. <laughs> Thankfully, that mobile service appointment was only about nine miles away. Oh, thank God. Uh, actually, it was less than nine miles. It was about 10 minutes away from our dealership. Um, and so I was able to call somebody and say, for the love of God, can you please <laughs> come Fuck. bring me these parts right now? Do not come. Um, but yeah, please, I mean, it was, it was horrible. I, I I try so hard to make everything work 100% 
perfectly 100% of the time and you're human. Fortunately, the day was not ruined. Um, we were able to get the uh, parts there delivered exactly on time. Uh, I told the technician to continue with doing what he needed to do. And by the time that he was ready for the parts to show up, the parts would show up. And lo and behold, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> so that worked out. Yeah, it did work out. And I felt somehow saved, but I also still felt very disappointed with myself. And so moving on to the next joke subject, Eric. <laughs> you <laughs> divert, must be joking. Divert, divert. Um, you guys know I actually joined in a recent business adventure. Venture. Uh, well, maybe it was really? an adventure. It was, yeah. I started a a nightclub for <laughs> uh, erectile dysfunction. It was a total flop, though. Oh my god! Nobody came. <laughs> 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 Mother of God. <laughs> oh my God! Do not come. <laughs> he couldn't. Like it's because of the ED. <laughs> definitely could not. Could not come. Anyways, that was uh, my spiel. But you know who does just keep coming and coming again? <laughs> and we appreciate you coming for more. Was our sponsor? Oh, I don't think that's how they want us to do this. <laughs> um, Travis will appreciate it. We love you, Travis. Travis. From hit, hit distributing, distributing, supplying Justice Brothers, Brothers products. products. Waiting for the proper outro oh, music is why I was. Not you my know phone doesn't recognize my face. I'm sorry. I have to deal with this every single time. Yes. You guys, I've entrusted Mike with my password to my phone. And so I have to I make sure all her I have to make sure apparently that I am playing the correct sound for the outro now. I think you should play the middle one just no, for fun. No, we're not going to play break. We're going to play outro. Mm. Anyways, it's a choice. Thank you to Travis Ferris from Hit Distributing for supporting us with Justice Brothers products. And we also want to thank Ray Moon from El Ranchito Taco Shop in Lake Elsinore for supplying us with creamy guac and all of his delicious Mexican delights. Thank you to uh, yep. Nicholas and Nick Lowridge, Matco Tools. Uh, thank you to uh, Dale Follett and Norm Glacier. Yep. Um, thank you to all of our... Uh, what, what do you call that? Listeners? Uh, donators. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, sponsors. Uh, supporters. Thank yes. you to that. Um, you can catch us on uh, Facebook at uh, Customer States Podcast. Um, We're also States. on Instagram. Instagram. And Tiki Talkies. TikTok. No. Oh, yeah, we are on Yeah, TikToks. we are on TikToks. Uh, Twitters. We're on Twitters. You can check us out at um, <laughs> Allie's being tickled to death. Uh, you can check us out. I definitely do She's not have to be. You can check us out um, on our website, customerstatespodcast.com. You can buy merch. You can check out our episodes. You can learn about us, see pictures of us. Which happens to be our PayPal? No. Customerstatespodcast at gmail.com. Oh, that is. It's our yeah. email address it where email you can address. send us our. Uh, listener mails that we crave. We do. We need more. We would really appreciate that. And with that, we say... Stop it, Eric. I have to pee. <laughs> Hi, this is Mike Sarah from Customer States. Matco Tools is one of the best tool companies in the industry, and Nick Lowridge is one of the best Matco tool distributors. Nick can get me anything I need for the shop or for at home. From oil drain pans to beef jerky, <laughs> Nick's got what I need on tap. Nick works in the Thousand Oaks, California area, and you too can get whatever you need by calling him at 805-796-7323. And if you're not in that area, call him anyway and tell him you heard about him from the Customer States Podcast. And then you can hop on to uh, matcotools.com and find a Matco Tools distributor near you. Matco Tools. Service. Trust. Results.